Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza is kind to join us today. Uh, Comptroller, thanks for your time. Oh, always a pleasure, Will. So we read the news yesterday that the term bill backlog is now being changed to accounts payable. Can you tell us why? Yes, because it much more properly reflects what we're talking about here. I'm so happy to report that yesterday we finished paying off the last remaining interfund borrowing, which was a payment of $297 million, so almost $300 million. Uh, and that was the last of what we owed uh, to get through the, um, the two-year budget impasse and then some of the dark days of the pandemic. But uh, for the first time in you know decades, Illinois right now is operating with uh, bills that are just reflecting the normal daily cost of running government. Uh, we no longer have a bill backlog. In fact, to me, that's like a four-letter word right now. I don't even want to ever say it again. And our accounts payable is a true reflection of just what it costs to run the business uh, in any, in this case, our government, which we're running better than a business because, frankly, uh, my oldest bill as of today is only 16 business days as compared to 210-day business day delay when I first took office. So it's a remarkable turnaround. And again, Will, I'll just emphasize that this bill backlog was paid down without using federal stimulus funds. Well, and you answered the question I was going to ask without having to answer it. I'm sure that as you were talking, listeners were perhaps thinking to themselves, oh, well, it's all fine and dandy. We caught up on the bill backlog, but it was probably just because of federal money being injected and, and we'll probably be back to the same old situation. But that's you feel confident that we're going to be able to stay on a 30-day payment cycle uh, for the days to come. Yeah, very confident, as a matter of fact, because I, I know for a fact that um, last year we closed the fiscal year, which is, ends on June 30th, at $2.9 billion. That was the lowest we'd been in decades. And uh, June, right after that, we got um, we received our first two credit upgrades. Um, and both of those credit upgrades, along with the payment cycle being cut under 30 days and our bill backlog, uh, being brought really to what today, like I said, is an accounts payable. That was all done months before the state of Illinois even received a penny of the federal stimulus money. So I know it's hard to believe because we've had nothing but bad news for many years here in Illinois, but this is very real. Uh, you know, the timing proves my point. We received our upgrades, the bill back was paid down. And uh, like I said, um, you know, I had payments going out the door well under 30 days. Uh, as of June 30th of last year before getting a penny of the federal stimulus. So those are the facts. I know um, a lot of people try to, unfortunately, spread misinformation, but we should be happy about this. This is good news for Illinois taxpayers. I've been super proud to lead our state through not just one uh, of the worst fiscal crises in our history, which, of course, was the budget impasse that was, in fact, the worst fiscal crisis, but now the second with the pandemic, and we're the only state in the nation to see our credit get positive, you know, move in the positive direction during a global pandemic. And that's something, again, for Illinois to be very proud of. And is the ability to get this done mostly because there was stronger than anticipated revenues in uh, in last year than many of us, any of us really in government expected? Well, that's part of it, because remember that, again, I just kind of walked you through how on June 30th, I'd already paid down the bill backlog a year ago. Right. So this year we're using better than expected revenues to really tackle some of the outstanding debts we had. The increased revenues, the better than expected revenues in the state coffers this year 
uh, those are tax revenues we're talking about, not stimulus again, but tax revenues. Um, the economy performed better, and as a result, we had increased revenues, and we utilized those revenues to pay down every penny of the federal municipal liquidity fund uh, uh, loan that we took out to get through the pandemic, but we paid it back two years early. When have you ever heard of Illinois paying debts down two years early? So we did that in order to save taxpayers $82 million in interest payments on those loans. And so, yeah, this is really great news. Illinois, when we have extra revenues, we're not saying let's spend them on programs. We're saying let's pay down our existing debts, act responsibly, and be good, strong fiscal stewards of the taxpayer dollar. Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza with us today. Don't want to dive too far into this, but of course, you are uh, running for re-election. How do you feel like uh, your campaign is going? Why do you think that you should be re-elected? Well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm always focused on doing the best job I can. And I think when you do a great job, then hopefully the t- taxpayers will reward you with their support and their votes. And like I tell people, I hope that I get support from across the board, not just Democrats, but Republicans as well and everybody in between, right? Because... At the end of the day, what should matter to folks isn't what party label you have, but the results that you deliver for taxpayers. And I can assure you that we have never had a controller, and we've had some good ones in the past, right? My dear friend, Judy Bartopinka, who I love dearly, and she was a Republican, and we were great friends, and I miss her. But I think she'd be very proud of the job that I have done as um, the controller today. Um, under the most challenging and almost impossible circumstances, we've done amazing work and so yes i hope that taxpayers are very happy with the results of having elected me if people didn't vote for me the first time i hope i've earned their vote this next time and i'm looking forward to uh, getting reelected and continuing the great work that i started for illinois Uh, i want to point out a couple of things quickly and that's one your office recently sent a letter and recognized a young lady from williamson county danielle griffith who had uh, cut off 14 inches of her hair after seven years, so she could donate it to a group called Wigs for Kids. And I also know that uh, in recent months uh, in Murfreesboro, there was a 100-year-old uh, World War II veteran that we honored locally, and, and you came alongside and, and placed an additional call and, and sent a letter. Uh, why is it important for your office to highlight uh, these types of folks in the state of Illinois? Well, because Illinois is made up of amazing people, right? And I think that oftentimes it's the politicians or celebrities or, you know, um, the, the, the folks that are always in front of the cameras for one reason or another that get all the accolades. But it's really everyday people who are heroes amongst us. And so I feel that when we have an opportunity to, to hear of a special story or a special celebration, We want that person to know that we see them as what they are, you know, really important members of Illinois society, and they're shining examples for other people to learn from. And little Danielle, I mean, how adorable and how how, uh, thoughtful of her at her age to be thinking more about others. And and every uh, day that she was letting her hair grow even longer and longer for an extended period of time to then say, I'm going to donate this all for a cause that makes some other little kid who's going through a really difficult moment with cancer feel like a million bucks, right? So to me, she's a rock star, and we always want to be able to honor our our veterans, uh, people who served for our country. And so when I hear about these special people, I want them to know that I truly do see them, and I value them, and we're very thankful that they're part of Illinois' fabric. 
Last question before we let you go. Again, we're talking with Susanna Mendoza. The uh, spring session is winding down. There's still a budget to uh, be adopted. Is there any specific pieces of legislation that you are watching uh, that have already uh, perhaps passed or that you hope are passed uh, in this session? Well, I'm still very hopeful that we will see a final um, large amount dedicated to the rainy day fund. So Governor Pritzker has proposed um, adding $800 million to our rainy day fund. Um, I have legislation pending, which I don't know if it'll advance in this session, but um, I'm never going to give up on this. We have to, in my opinion, codify automatic deposits into the state's rainy day fund so that we can not only protect our current appropriations, from an economic downturn, but really be prepared to weather any, you know, downturn that may come in the future that's of no fault of the states, right? So we finally have our our bills where we're paying them faster than ever, pretty much, and we're paying our bills on time, well within 30 days. But if we had a sizable rainy day fund, then we would, if there was an emergency, we could utilize those funds that don't cost any interest, right? And I could use that to get through some bad moments or some bad months and protect the, the organizations who've been promised certain dollars. Um, instead of having to go to the market like we did during the pandemic and during the impasse to seek bonds, and, and of course, all of those things cost uh, interest to taxpayers. So having a strong uh, emergency fund, which is what the rainy day fund, just like a person would do at home, is a very uh, fiscally responsible thing to do. And I know that oftentimes, uh, you know, other elected officials might, you know, frown upon having a sizable rainy day fund because those are funds that they think might be better spent now on something else. But I believe that we need to be fiscally responsible and really guard our taxpayer dollars and have a only break in case of emergency scenario where we know that if there is an emergency, we've got funds that we can tap into without asking taxpayers to pay more. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Comptroller. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.